Welcome to the Star Wars Brothers Podcast. I'm Cliff Boyd, and I'm here with John Boyd. And John. Cut out there a little bit, John. And Drew Shepard. May the 4th be with you. That's right. That's right. It is for the next uh, for the next 45 minutes, although we're on the East Coast. Um, not the, uh, you know, United States. So and, I still got an hour and 15, or hour and 45. That's so. right. Yeah, hour and 45, and... And uh, if you're over there in California listening, first of all, do something about your government. And then second of all, you'll have a little bit longer for May the 4th. (laughs) Just Mm. kidding. I don't care. The governor Um, of California (laughs) just quit listening. (laughs) Oh, yeah. No, if if you're a listener and in the government, you're probably you're probably pretty good. I mean, it's fine. So I mean, if you're smart enough to listen to this podcast, you're already out. So. (laughs) If you're a government official uh, listening to our podcast, we want to know. And um, if you'd like to uh, let us know that, you can send us an email to Star Wars Brothers Podcast at gmail.com and let us know how confidential you want to, want us to keep that information because I will read your email on the air unless you tell me otherwise. <laughs> uh, but we still want to know, you know, we can disclose or not disclose as much of that information as you want us to. John, what's new? Uh, you know, uh, not a whole lot. Got, uh, actually Cliff, mom and dad are coming here, uh, Friday. I didn't know um, I was going there Friday. Yeah. No, not you. Oh, mom and dad oh. are. Oh, I got it. Cliff, yeah. comma, mom and dad. Yes, See, and, yeah. and I, I, <laughs> I'm sorry to interrupt you. That is a perfect example of where a terminal comma makes a big difference. If there's no terminal comma, and it should be implied that I mean, it's not a list You're of welcome three. to come if you want. Um, <laughs> uh, we, we've got a, a preschool graduation that they're coming for. Um, cool. And so, and then the kids are going to ride back with them, and then I'm going to go to their house for Mother's Day. And then I think they're going to see y'all pretty soon after. So. They are. The following weekend, actually, they're coming down. So. I guess they just yeah. didn't want you to feel left out. I'm sure that's all it was. Uh, I mean, we invited them like six months ago, but whatever, Cliff. Oh, I think they didn't okay. want you to feel left out because that may that may be the case. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? Yeah, we're excited about him coming. Luke's really excited about him coming. Every time we say it, he just squeals. So awesome. Um, yeah, that'll be good. Be great. Yep. Speaking of Nana. Um, Went to uh, Disney World today, and we went on the Peter Pan ride. The mm. dog's name is Nana. Yep. And when we mentioned that, Luke looked up at me and said, Nana? <laughs> <laughs> like, well, it's the dog's name, but, you know. It's... <laughs> Anything else going on with you, John? Uh, no, not really. Um, we planted our huge garden, or a lot of a lot of the plants in our big garden. This okay. Year. What are you growing? Way- Way bigger garden than I wanted. Good. How many uh, tomato plants do you uh, <laughs> than you wanted? <laughs> How many tomato plants are there? I don't even know. Uh, a okay. lot of tomatoes. That's good. Squash. You won't regret that. Okra. Ton of okra. There you so go. Much okra. Awesome. Um, peas, beans, bunch of different kinds of peppers. Awesome. Yeah, that's yeah. great. Fried okra. So good. Oh yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, we got, we had some friends that would dehydrate 
their okra kind of mm. got us hooked on that and so we've got mm. a interesting dehydrator. really good dude it's wow nice i've I never like heard of that oh yeah now and even better than that which we're not doing because freeze dryers are like three thousand dollars uh but those friends also have a freeze dryer now and they freeze dry their okra and it is amazing hmm. Hmm. cool I'm all about that. Hey, you know, anything you can do to make vegetables delicious is probably about the most mm-hmm. healthy thing you can possibly eat. So, yeah, do it, you know. Great. I'm sure your kids yeah. like it too, and it's like that. You know, you put salt all over it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's like a potato chip. Yeah, right. That, that is super cool. Super cool. Love big gardens. Uh, don't like to do them. <laughs> yeah. Shauna does our garden. She's been planting. Um we're actually about to go out of town this weekend. We're going to Michigan, see Shauna's sister, and uh, she's graduating something. I don't know what. I should know that. I don't. Psychology, I think. Something. Master's degree, I think. Pretty sure it's a psychology master's. Anyway, um, we are going up there uh, for the weekend. I think four nights we're staying up there, so it's a pretty long trip. But you know, as we've wanted to go up there for a while, it was just hard with kids, hard to make time to do it. And, uh, we finally just were like, no, we need to do this. They're going to be moving away from there pretty soon anyway. So it's a good opportunity for us to get up and and be able to go see them. Um, but I am not looking forward to that trip. I am dreading it. Uh, the flight with those two kids, we were just, I forgot about car seats. And so we've been trying to figure out what we're going to do about car seats tonight. We kind of have a little disagreement over whether or not to take the big, nice stroller or to take the umbrella stroller and just haul the car seats through the airport. So what I'm leaning toward is just strapping those car seats on my back somehow and carrying them through and just taking the little umbrella stroller so that when we check the stroller um, at the gate, they don't ruin our nice stroller. You know, we've had strollers ruined before by airport, you know, lack of <laughs> attentive care and we're flying on spirit airlines Are y'all familiar? Oh. i'm sure you're familiar with spirit drew because it's one of those super cheap airlines that flies out of here uh, out of orlando and i i just know it's going to be a miserable experience yeah um, prepare for delays <laughs> for delays okay yeah. i don't mind the delays so much as i i, I say that who knows I guess, I guess it depends on the nature of the delay but so that's, just, that's uh, all airlines right now, I think. I've heard oh, terrible really? things about flying lately. Okay. Canceled and delays. and uh, We'll see what happens. If it gets canceled, I guess we'll, I don't know, maybe we'll get a rental car and just drive up. It's a long way, though. I'm not sure what day the graduation is, but I don't know what we'll do. We have a hotel up there. So, um, yeah. And Angel. Shauna's mom is coming with us. She has some mental illness that is going to be a challenge um, to deal with, depending on how good of a day she is having can, could be a really, you know, stressful time. Could be a really, uh, I mean, depending on how bad it is, it could, could potentially end up in the traveling altogether. So, um, but we're going to brave that storm and just, you know, roll with the punches and hope for the best. So, See what happens. Trying to get there. I got to leave at about 7.30 in the morning. Trying to get there about two hours. Or how early do y'all get to the airport when you go? I do two hours. Usually. Two hours. Yeah. And it's That's usually more 
more than enough time that then I'm not sure. Oh, but you need that. Yeah. And we also have TSA pre. Uh, oh, which helps. you're so good. Oh, man. Yeah. 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 Two hours is plenty if you've got pre-check. Yeah. What about you, Drew? Are you um, a two hour kind of, I'm sure you're a two hour person, aren't you? Yeah, usually. I mean, even if I get there and there's nothing to do for an hour and a half, you know, you get through security, you get there and it's like, I don't know. I just, even if I'm not hungry, I'll go to one of those restaurants and just like watch. That's true. Grab a snack and just watch TV or something or read a book. Right. It's better than running. Yes. Oh, I've done that way too many times. I've missed flights before. I hate uh, it. I've sprinted through airports. Oh, I've sprinted it's... through so many airports with my previous <laughs> job. I mean, just legs burning and just <laughs> ah, like so bad. Oh. oh man, Cliff, you say that story about the um, the dog Nana. It's so yeah. funny because oh, yeah. our niece, she mm-hmm. actually, you know, Encanto is a big thing right now. And the song, oh, yeah. Talk About Bruno. Yeah. She's yeah, never seen that song. movie before. And, she, you know, just from hearing it at school, she started to sing it a little bit. Mm-hmm. And we're like, you've not seen that movie before. How do you how do you know this song? And she's like, well, it's about Bruno. We're like, but who's Bruno, honey? Who's Who are you talking about with all this? And she just looks at us and she's like, it's Cinderella's dog. Duh. <laughs> I was like, that it is. You are correct. It That is Bruno. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. That is great. I mean, she's seen Cinderella a hundred times. So that, sure. yeah, that's the Bruno she knows. That is so funny. She's hearing everybody sing and she's just like this. Why? Suddenly Cinderella's dog is super popular for some reason. Yeah. I wonder why we don't talk about him. <laughs> yeah. They haven't let her see her yet. They're afraid no they'll sense. be like... Uh, you know, a few little scary scenes with Bruno or whatever, but okay. yeah. So they're like, how do you know this song? Sensitive already? with my kids. Yeah. I wouldn't. John isn't it, either. <laughs> <clears throat> when William was, what was he like two years old? And he foost rod you at the dinner table. Yeah. The dinner table. <laughs> Cause he was watching you play Skyrim. <laughs> yeah. yeah. In Skyrim, there's a dragon yeah. shout where he says, Foost And uh, oh it God. blows everybody back. And what was it, John? What is it? Do you remember what exactly happened? I don't know. He, he was like getting in trouble for something. <laughs> and <laughs> right at me. It was wrong. <laughs> from a little, was he two or three probably? At the time? Oh, yeah. He would, he would have been a little bit. So bitty. funny. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. What else is new with you, Drew? Uh, Had a good well, day with you today. Yeah. I have a couple of good Disney days lately. I know last week I talked about how we were taking my wife to uh, one of the resorts at Disney for the weekend. We had a real good time there with her parents. And then one of her friends from Gainesville came and surprised her. I mean, I knew about it because I was part of planning it, but it was a really nice time. We were basically pool bums the entire time. We didn't even leave the resort except to go and eat dinner once at That's another nice. resort so yeah. it, was, it was just really nice it's really relaxing uh-huh. and fun and then yeah today we went to magic kingdom and uh, met up with you and you surprised kids. me in fact I, yeah. I didn't know you were coming i had mentioned to you that we were going to be there i just took the kids uh did another trip just me and the kids i think i mentioned that on the podcast before and we're okay we're pretty good um went started going a lot better with drew and amy show <laughs> <laughs> um 
but Got Shauna uh, to give us the inside scoop on where you were. So yeah, yeah, they looked. They Shauna looked up my GPS position on my phone, and then gave uh, Drew and Amy a heads up on where I was. So they they just showed up all of a sudden. That was really cool. We were getting off the Buzz Lightyear ride, and my kids were kind of shocked and taken aback at first. But after after the initial like, wait, <laughs> what's happening right now? <laughs> um, they uh, they they immediately latched on to to Drew and Amy and Clara just didn't want anything to do with me anymore. She no. just grabbed Amy's hand and <laughs> didn't want to sit with me on the rides. And Luke too. Luke was like, I want to ride it, Mr. Drew. I don't want to ride it. So I started riding things by myself in my own car. Oh, my kids went with Drew and Amy. <laughs> no, it was wonderful. It was wonderful because the alternative was. Um, I'm just wrangling them both through every ride and not really even enjoying the ride myself, just trying to maximize their ability to process everything that's going on the best I can. So having that, those extra hands was, was really good and really made the rest of our day. Um, yeah. Had a so fun time. It was, cool. it was great. Did mostly Tomorrowland plus Peter Pan. So good day. All right. Uh, let's anything else, anything else you want to update? No, that song. Our listeners on listener listeners. We're getting you know we're getting some downloads. So not quite as many as we were having before, but I think they're just trickling in slower uh, than they than they did in the past because the the first week is not necessarily on par with what our listens were previously. But it, it looks like they're creeping creeping up to where they're pretty close to what our numbers became. Um, toward the end of our recording. So hopefully we're getting some of our old listeners back and maybe even drawing in some new ones. Who knows? So um, we missed the boat. We should have recorded yesterday and had a new episode up for May the 4th, huh? But yep. that's okay. Revenge is we would have still recorded. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Revenge. <of the> <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, yeah. The, one of the reasons I got the, the pass actually before we continue for today was because I was hoping Disney would be doing something cool for May the 4th. And they did do something. Um, they had some snacks and things that were Star Wars themed in um, uh, Hollywood Studios. And one of them, for example, and they were all pretty much like this. Uh, one of them, for example, was like a, a cupcake with blue icing. It was like a Millennium Falcon cupcake or something. And so it had some kind of a blue, like really bright royal blue icing, had white pearls on it. And um, I don't know what the flavor of the cupcake was, just something generic. And then there was a, uh, uh, a little circle white chocolate piece with a little print of the Millennium Falcon on it that they stuck on top. So, so that was their Star Wars thing. Awesome. So stupid. They like took a couple churros, like dipped them in chocolate, and were like lightsabers. It's a lightsaber churro. Like, all right, guys. <laughs> I don't know if there was any. Yeah, so I mean, just the oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> you forgot about May the Fourth till this morning. <laughs> Come on, Disney. Come on, Disney. Admit it. Get it. <laughs> oh crap! No, they- not today. <laughs> <laughs> I think they have a thing. What I was reading, because I asked in like a group and they were all kind of like, well, you know, it's uh wait, what's the name of that planet? True. Uh, Batu, right? Is that uh, right? Batu, yeah. Is it Batu? Batu is where you visit when you go to uh Galaxy's Edge. I guess it's an outer rim planet um where there's some, you know, uh sequel nonsense going on. So Kylo Ren you know tranches through every now and then but no Darth Vader right because got to keep the story consistent but anyway on Batu, 
um, I mean, I guess they have earthlings present sometimes. So, you know, they'll do a treat here and there to kind of, you know, cater to the earthlings, but it's not something they celebrate. They don't have a May, right? The Star Wars, the Star Wars universe doesn't use the, uh, the earth calendar. So, um, so the May the 4th be with you is not something that's significant to them, right? Why would they celebrate it? So other than just, you know, trying to capitalize on the tourist attention being giving it given to it by putting a printout of a Millennium Falcon um, on their cupcakes and charging you an extra dollar. All right. It is time for the Fellowship of the Multiverse. And as a reminder, the Balrog um, has wiped out the Fellowship of the Nine that are carrying the one ring to Mordor in, um, uh, in, in a separate universe within the multiverse of all, you know, all existence, all reality and of the infinite iterations of possible realities throughout the, you know, endless existence that <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, there's, <laughs> they died, but Bar- killed them. And the watcher has solicited us to help him select because we're Star Wars experts, right? He wants to pull people from a Star Wars universe into that universe to replace that fellowship so the ring can be destroyed there. Um, and I, I don't know why, but he's, he's a watcher, so he's, you know, obviously knows it's essential and that, that we can't allow this iteration of the multiverse to persist. So, so far, we have a Frodo replacement, and that is Crosshair. We have a Sam replacement, and that is Wrecker. We have Mary and Pippin replace it, replacements. Uh, one of those is Hondo. <laughs> the other is QT Katie, who is the pink member of the D squad droid, astromech droid. Um, and we need to add two more today. Okay. Two more. The Gandalf replacement and the Boromir replacement. Okay. And these are going to either come from the original trilogy or the prequels you can pick either one you can mix and match whatever you want to do i meant to give you guys give you guys a heads up but i didn't so if you want to take a moment of silence to kind of think of a couple ideas from that uh creativity is is encouraged although i don't think i need to encourage it based on our picks so far um but we need a gandalf and we need a boromir and they can come from basically Basically, they can come from the Star Wars movies that we grew up on. Okay. Just none of the new content and nothing from that. Nothing that was introduced in the Clone Wars cartoon specifically has to be stuff that was introduced in, in one of those six movies. So take a moment. And when you're ready, bring your ideas. You'll have to come to a consensus. I got an idea. Already. Okay. That's fast. I think so. So, so Boromir helped me. It's been a while. He, he was the one that, made a bad decision and got shot full of arrows. Well, so he sacrificed himself. To right. Help but he, the, but he was, he tried to take the ring at one point. He was really tempted by the ring. Yeah. And, and yeah. almost okay. took it. He almost I took got it. it. But Qu- um, Quinlan. Oh yeah. He's on there. He, Quinlan boss is in episode one. John. John. <laughs> okay. Yeah, he well, is. Right. He is in the background yeah. of episode He's one. in episode one. So, Quinlan Voss is <laughs> okay. uh, is Boromir because okay. of the 
the temptation and then the redemption. Okay. Right? We got to have somebody that's going to make the bad decision and then okay. be redeemed. Uh, um, if you say so. Oh, okay. I'll allow it. Hey, uh, you know, you stuck to the, stuck to the rules and, and so far, uh, I haven't liked any of your suggestions, so it's not like I'm surprised that this is one I don't like. Uh, Drew, what can you do to help us with Boromir here? <laughs> can you come up with anything better than that? You've got a lot to pick from. The pool is large this week, okay? Yeah, but I need a second to think about it. <laughs> take, a, take a minute. Take a minute. We'll give you a minute. I'll, cut, I'll truncate the silence here. So, so to be honest... Oh, okay. Never, never mind. I, I, I hate <laughs> that this has consumed my thoughts, but I've already been thinking about Quinlan Voss being oh, Boromir. Really? Okay. While I've been driving from store to store. <laughs> uh, and so, and I don't. God, I knew you hated this, this is, game when I first brought it up. Oh, and I, I love I that it's consuming your thoughts. I, <laughs> I could tell. You never told me that. I could just tell. Uh, <laughs> Gandalf. So I'm going to continue to pick characters that you really probably don't want. I mean, I have a thought for Gandalf. Before you do Gandalf, let's before you do Gandalf, Gandalf? let's do let's do Boromir. Let's get Drew's Boromir take, and then we'll have a take on Boromir. (laughs) (laughs) I should have given you a heads up. I'm sorry, I didn't. All right, well, let's go on to Gandalf then. Why don't you Why don't you give us your Gandalf, and then maybe you'll think of a Boromir. Okay. Um, I think I think go with Obi Wan. Okay. I mean. He's like the sage-like mentor in the original right. trilogy. Yeah, he has lots of wisdom that he brings. So um, you're talking the Alan Minken, correct? Not Alan Minken. Is it Alan Minken? Or, Did I say that right? Alan? No, I don't. Alan Minken's the um, music guy from. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. Alan, what's his name? Alex. Alec. I feel right. Alec. I knew it was is four it, letters right? that started with an A. Alec, not Baldwin. Guinness. Alec Guinness. Alec Guinness. Baldwin. Please, no Alec <laughs> Baldwin right. in the fellowship. <laughs> All right, so Alec the Guinness. Alec you you Guinness want the version. Alec Guinness version of yes. Obi-Wan. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, uh, now, are we talking pre or post, um, uh, you know, Force Ghost? Yeah, Force Ghost. Because you think about it, think about it. Gandalf, or Gandalf at the moment the Balrog killed him in our iteration of the universe is the moment that he transcended from being a gray wizard to a white wizard in, because when he came back to the fellowship after the Balrog encounter, he was a white wizard. So he was like transcended. So are we talking force ghosts? Are we just saying, no, you know, this version of Gandalf is kind of like already white, white wizard Gandalf compared to what, what you and McGregor was when he was, you know, younger Obi-Wan. Already white wizard. Well, but but what version of Obi Wan? Are we Force Ghost? Are we non Force Ghost? Like, is he alive or is he just a Force Ghost? Is what I'm asking. Yeah, he's alive. Okay, because most of the original trilogy, he's a Force Ghost, right? Right. He's only alive at the very, like the first like half of the first movie. I guess I was just taking his character in its entirety from the original trilogy, but. So maybe he becomes a force ghost at some point on their quest to Mordor from the moment that they exit the mines of Moria. Is that what we're thinking? Sure. I can go with that. <laughs> yeah, I'm not trying to put words in your mouth. I just am putting words in your mouth. So, <clears throat> okay. 
uh, the Alec Guinness version of Obi-Wan as a proposal for Gandalf. John, Gandalf ideas? Mm, I've had a few. I don't know. I'd... Mm, I, I'm going to say, uh, I don't see. I was, I was actually thinking Qui-Gon. Interesting. Okay. Before, but I mean, I'm not, I'm not opposed to Obi-Wan, so I can, I can agree with Obi-Wan. Okay. All right. Do you ever think of any Boromir ideas then, Drew? I mean, Quinlan Voss, obvious choice here. Let's go with Quinlan Voss. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> We've got Quinlan Voss as our Boromir. Um, he will be sacrificing his life uh, in short order to save the fellowship. Right. And then we have um, Alec Guinness's Obi-Wan in, in the Gandalf role. And hey, you know, he can use the force. And I assume the force is here's, here's also a reality in the Lord of the Rings universe. So maybe he'll be able to be wizard like. Yeah. Well, so the Watcher brings these guys all together. And we haven't even right, got the fellowship right. completely, right? No, we're it's taking our time. You know, time I feel passes like, differently in their universe than ours. So, yeah, yeah, time. Yeah. so I feel like uh, with the team we've built, right? Obi-Wan's just going to look at them and be like, <sighs> and just like <laughs> take the ring and walk <laughs> off, right? <laughs> well, I don't know. And who's going to so? stop him? I think so. Okay. All right. You think the Alec Guinness version of Obi-Wan would do that? I, I think so. I mean, let's be honest. Like, if he sees Quinlan Boss. And crosshair as our Frodo. Crosshair, like <laughs> crosshair's like, I'll take the ring. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, John, crosshair was your idea. <laughs> oh, I, I completely stand by my oh, are you just saying me. like Obi-Wan might not be a good idea because no, I, I think he'll be jive with the rest of the group. Uh you know what I think is that he'll be some much needed common sense for this motley crew. I think he's a good choice. Most level-headed in the group, probably, so far. Oh, easily. 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 Which Gandalf is, right? The, the Fellowship needs someone to kind of oversee the... Um, so, so I know we're also just building the Fellowship, right? Yeah. They're the only ones who died. Yeah. Balrog killed the Fellowship. Yeah, okay. All right. Like, poor Gollum, <laughs> when he shows up after the ring, he's going to be annihilated. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Quickly. <laughs> <laughs> Come after my ring again, will you? <laughs> <laughs> oh, lightsaber. So who's eliminating him? Is this Voss, you think? I mean, let's be honest. None of them are going to leave <laughs> anybody else in charge of this. I don't know. Hey, you're responsible for this. You're the one picking. The so, Witcher is interested so here's, you with here's this Here's the thing. If the Watcher wants to ensure the success, is he letting them right. bring like speeder bikes so they can just get there real quick? Or you'll have to take that up with the watcher. I, I'm just, I mean, you know, come on, I'm just the messenger. Let's be honest, <laughs> drop, drop the Millennium Falcon and uh, in, in the mix in the uh, rates, the ring rates don't stand a chance. Mm, I don't, I don't think, I don't think you're gonna get to bring the Millennium Falcon. Okay, Aww. I don't, I don't think so. I, I mean, like I said, you'll have to run that by the watcher, but but I don't think that's how this works. You got to think about what if, what happened, and what if. Can a lightsaber destroy I don't want to spoil. Have y'all have y'all seen what if? No. Yeah. Uh, okay. Oh, I shouldn't okay. say too much I more have. then. All right. I have. Can we bring uh, 
party. Let's let's from an let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> Down the rabbit hole we go. <laughs> okay, <clears throat> the episodes this week: five, six, seven, and eight. Uh, do you want me to kind of do what I did last week and run through a quick summary of all of them, and then we can just discuss whatever from any of them? Or do you want to go episode by episode? It worked last week, I thought, pretty well. Yeah, and, and, and honestly, these four almost felt like an arc to me. I don't know how y'all felt about it, but I felt like the start and end point were cohesive to some extent yeah. Um, yeah. and made sense as, as starting and ending points for what we were watching. I don't know if they intentionally put these out in sets of four or not, but kind of worked this week. <clears throat> All right. So beginning of episode five, Rampage, they are seeking information about the bounty hunter, um, Shand, right? Fennec Shand. Yeah. Fennec Shand. Now, they don't know her name when, they, when they're looking um, to find out who she is and what her deal is. And, but they, uh, they go to an old Jedi informant that, um, that one of them knew about. Who was it again? Echo knew about him, right? I think. Mm-hmm. I think either Echo or Hunter, but I think it was Echo who knew about him. And uh, she basically offers in, I think she's, is she voiced by the person who runs the hangar in the Mandalorian? Did y'all get that? And he said, I really likes Grogu. And it was always, you know, I'm talking about, I think it might be the same yeah. voice. I, have to look that up. I feel like Sid <laughs> is slightly deeper, but I don't know. Let me see. Yeah, maybe you can look it up while I'm summarizing here. Anyway, she offers some information, but only in exchange for helping her with a job. She said she wants them to go save a kid from some Zygerian slavers. And they're like, sure, you know, Zygerian slavers, this will be easy for people like us. Um, and uh, saving a kid, like, why not? It sounds like a great thing to do. Um, but they initially get captured shortly after landing. Omega ends up saving them, however, by releasing a young Rancor who is captured in a cage uh, to basically wreak havoc, thinking that this will give them the distraction they need to escape. Uh, turns out the young Rancor is the uh, target that they are supposed to go and save. <laughs> and then it turns out again that this is not just any young Rancor, but this is Jabba the Hutt's Rancor um, that he tries to feed Luke Skywalker to in the original Star Wars trilogy. So that's pretty cool. Um, I don't know if we knew his name yet or not, but now we know that Rancor's name is Mochi. See how y'all feel about that name in just a minute, but they succeeded. (laughs) They succeed in in getting Mochi out. I don't know. They just like make, become its friend. I think Wrecker gets into a fist fight with it and a little boxing match. And then they, they kind of, garner respect for each other after it or something this is like a cartoon that feels like a cartoon and um anyway they succeed they get back and they get the info that it's thinic shand episode six decommissioned sid who is the the informant you know the, the the informant alien lady that they're um that they were working with in the previous episode she sends the Bad Batch on another mission to Corellia. This is for money at this point to find a tactical droid head because they can they can use that to figure out ways to fight against the clones, which are now you know the bad guys, right? And uh, security is really tight in the facility. The facility is actually a facility where they are destroying droids from the separatist or rebellion or whatever you want to call it. Um, 
the uh, this all the separatist droids are just being systematically disposed of. Right? Uh, they end up <clears throat> finding themselves in competition for this droid head with two that we initially didn't recognize them, but came to recognize him. Rafa and Trace Martez are after the same thing. And they were in a previous episode interacting with Ahsoka. Uh, right after Ahsoka left the Jedi Order, she ran into these two sisters um, and had some interactions with them. Well, anyway, they end up having to work together to escape the Bad Batch and these other two, even though that they're in competition with the droid head. And um, they have to use the droid head to escape to activate the droids in that facility to basically fight off the police droids that are there that are, you know, overwhelming them. But uh, they lose the droid head in the process. So they don't get the droid head out, but tech does get the data from the droid head loaded onto this, you know, USB rod basically. And then at the end of the episode, Hunter secretly gives that to Rafa and trace thinking that they're going to use this for good. We don't know what our, you know, the person we're getting this for, we don't know what they want it for, uh, whether it's good or bad or whatever. So he sort of secretly, yeah, they basically have lost the droid head. They failed the mission, but they also could have succeeded the mission had he kept that. And he just decides to give it away because he thinks their cause is more likely to be noble than the one that, uh, that he is currently serving. Um, we find out that Rafa and Trace are working for a mysterious leader at the end of that episode. And then in episode seven, uh, Battle Scars, that mysterious leader, it seems, is Rex from the, uh, the end of that Clone Wars show that we watched. If you remember Ahsoka, uh, Rex goes after Ahsoka and tries to kill her when Order 66 is issued. But Ahsoka ends up saving Rex by getting a surgery done on him inside of this um uh star destroyer that they're in the republic star destroyer that they're in well um rex ends up helping the bad batch get their chips removed uh, just like ahsoka did for him and in order to do that they have to go to this garbage dump planet where there's an old republic ship and i don't really know why they had to use this particular facility on this particular ship but that's what they did um but in the process wrecker's chip goes off and he basically tries to kill everybody and they're able to subdue him and they do his surgery first and it ends up going well. Um, but some of the locals spot them and notify the empire, but they all get the surgery done and everybody's, everybody's now chipless. So we don't have to worry about them losing it anymore. And then in episode eight reunion, uh, we have the bad batch that is trying to basically go through that ship and, scrap as much from it as they can to make some money. Uh, but crosshair is sent to kill that, you know, the group with a big clone force. Um, and in the meantime, in the, you know, the whole of episode basically centers around, around how they get away and they do end up getting away. But uh, at the same time, the Kaminoans also have sent Cad Bane to capture Omega. They don't, the Kaminoans don't want Omega dead. So they hire Cad Bane as a bounty hunter to extract Omega. Um, and he does. He's successful. Uh, he takes out Hunter, doesn't kill him, but he does take him out temporarily enough in enough time to, to be able to escape with Omega. The Bad Batch gets away from Crosshair, and that's where we are left at the end of this 
four episode uh, progression here. All right, so let's go back. And the first thing I want to really get y'all's take on is what you thought about the Rancor in episode five. Was it just me or did it shrink towards the end? Or was it always that little? I don't know. That's a good question. I didn't notice it particularly. I feel like it was a lot bigger. And then about the time Wrecker started fighting it, it was like, (laughs) I noticed that too when they were walking it down the alley, the last scene. It was like, that's that's smaller. Is is he getting smaller? Um, Yeah. So, So I thought the whole Rancor idea was cool. Um, I was not a fan of how little he was by the end of the episode. Okay. Uh, I mean, he was, they, they described him as a child, right? This is correct. Rancor, but a the one rancor. in uh, the Mandalorian was a young Rancor as well. And it right. was huge. Yeah, sure. So this would be younger than that. Yeah, Sure. This is like preteen rancor. So, so younger ones shrink as episodes go on, I guess. Pre, probably pre-puberty rancor. That's what we saw. It's pre-puberty rancor. And it didn't even really look like a rancor to me. Not I mean, because, I, yeah, I mean, in Book of Boba Fett, you know, it's a younger rancor still. And yeah. but even then, I'm looking at this thing, and maybe it's just the art style, but it doesn't really even look like a rancor. Really cool idea. It uh-huh. just. It just wasn't passing for a rancor in, in my eyes. So, okay, I, I could definitely tell. I I noticed it. I don't think I noticed it right when we saw it, but well before they said it was a rancor. Um, the nose is what gave it away to me. It's like a nose. The nose holes above its eyes. I was like, oh, that's a rancor. Okay, yeah, yeah. It was okay. A little bit uh, silly, but. I'm sort of getting that this Bad Batch series isn't super serious, right? Like they are, this is a kid's show. I mean, this is more a kid's show than the Clone Wars was a kid's show, I think. Which surprises me. I thought it would be a little bit more gritty and, and dark and uh, intense. And it's just silly. It's a, it's a silly series so far. You know, halfway in. You have record for your at. comic relief. So. Yeah, exactly. The whole thing is just, it's silly. The Rancor was silly. The mission was silly. Uh, the twist was silly. And oh, I'm okay with it. It's not like what I wanted out of the series, but for what it seems to be trying to be, it seems to be doing okay with it. It's kind of my take. And this Rancor just sort of fits into that for me. So, yeah. And, and, and maybe after a good, oh, go ahead, go ahead. Maybe he didn't shrink, but just in my mind, Rancors are bigger, even yeah, when they're sure. babies. Right? And you just assumed he was bigger when you saw him and just didn't have a point of comparison yet. Right. I don't know. It was a, it was a little disappointing. It, yeah. Yeah. I, I did think the thing where it, it was basically like, it's so easy to tame a Rancor. All you got to do is like get into a little boxing match with it. And smack and then, it back and forth. Right. Just smack it until it falls to the ground. <laughs> okay. And then the Rancor is your friend and he'll let you ride it and follow him. It was like, okay. Because you assume when you see it in Book of Boba Fett that there was a lot that went into that, right? You, you saw the beginning of it and then you assume that he continued to go back in there and work with it, train with it before he went back and ended up riding well, it. Yes and no. See, it's basically the first person it saw, right? In Book of Boba Fett. 
Oh, huh. that Was is how they got away with that, isn't it? Yeah, it, it trusted and followed. So yeah, you're right. So much deeper this though. This show I mean, it was... didn't line up to that, right? That's true. Which is funny. It's one, not like it's old material. That it, they... Right. This you show it his boss, and then it's gonna be your friend. Yeah. You know, Mandalorian. They kept that, uh, or was it Book of Boba Fett? Book of Boba Fett, Mandalorian season two. Yeah, uh, they kept that thing over his eyes until they were ready to give it to its new owner, so that it would be right. Yeah, yeah, bound to it. That said, in Return of the Jedi, a lot of people have affection for that rancor. Right? It's not just mm-hmm. you know, it's not just one. It's like all of them. They all just love the rancor, but especially that dude. You know, the dude that cries when he dies. But, um, but there are a lot of people that 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 love the rancor and so maybe it fits you know this rancor looks like this horrific monster and it is extremely powerful and you don't want to you don't want to be on its bad side but they're also really affectionate and they like they like to develop relationships socially and that's a that's a standard that's established from the get-go right that's a standard that the return of the jedi puts forth due to the emotional response, which is just supposed to be silly, right? It's just supposed to make you laugh. Like, <laughs> he's crying, you know, but, yeah. um, but really I'm okay with it. I'm okay with them kind of doubling down on that and giving some deeper meaning to it. So rancors are, they're okay. They're okay. I saw a documentary about chickens one time that was very anti like chicken factory, you know? Yeah. And one of the things that they did is they showed this lady that kept this chicken in her house and it was like her little pet. And it, mm-hmm. she put a diaper on it because I don't guess you can't. I don't know, John. You know about chickens. Can you potty train a chicken? Oh, no, it didn't seem you like can't she was potty po- this chicken. <laughs> <laughs> or not so much Been potty train, but that. house train. So, you tried that? No. Did you try it? <laughs> no, did you try it? No, house? I didn't. no, okay. <laughs> no. Those, they just poop everywhere. You know, they don't. Yeah, they don't yeah. Care where so they're thing, not like a clean animal that doesn't want to poop in its space. They'll poop in their food and water. Right, right, right. It was kind of a sweet because this chicken did really like her. Oh yeah, like he'd go snuggle with her, and you know, yeah. it was really affectionate with her. And it was just kind of like, look how brutally and horribly we're treating all these chickens. Yeah. Chickens are okay, you know, they're they're they like people. If you'll treat them right, then they'll yeah. act like a pet to you. So oh, yeah, and we have we have specific chickens, more friendly, and like we'll run up to my wife and want to be yeah. held. Yeah, yeah. So there cool. are there are different now. Not all of them are that way because. I kick them off the porch when they're pooping on the porch. Right. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, and so, uh, but some of them are sweet, sweet birds. You don't literally kick right. them, right? You just shoot I'm them. I'm not right? going to go into any more details just in case. Uh, I know, I know you don't against, treat your chickens bad, John. I know you better. I don't than treat them. I don't treat them bad. No, I don't treat them bad. <laughs> but not calling an animal that's pooping on my porch neither. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, after watching that documentary, I actually uh, started buying different eggs because I was like, maybe I shouldn't buy just generic eggs. Maybe I should, you know, buy eggs that are trying to make me believe they're treating their chickens better. So, does it say <laughs> laid by happy chickens on the carton? Sometimes they have that kind of thing. Yeah. Okay. It's, okay. It's very okay. silly. It, I'm, it's very much like, let's capture these people in marketing that are upset right. about the treatment yes. of chickens. Yeah. <laughs> I know that. I fully admit, like, but I at least appreciate that, like, it's being acknowledged, right? There's probably something better about the way their chickens are treated than others. And 
So I don't know. I kind of like it, even though it, it's like, you know, triples the cost of my eggs. Eggs are so cheap. Yeah. It's fine. We're thinking about getting our own chickens at some point. We'll do it. We should get cool. our own rain course. It'd be even cooler. <laughs> so what came first? First, the rain core or the egg? Oh, do rain cores hats from eggs? I don't, don't know. know. It'd be a mean omelet. <laughs> mean omelet. Uh, I would not eat that omelet. I don't want to eat a raincore egg, John. What do you think raincore's normal diet consists of? Are they? You think they're actually vegetarians that just like eat people for show? Pescatarians, or... where it's they eat both, but maybe they mostly eat vegetables, and they just you know can't eat meat when there's a threat. Is that well, that raincore swallows that dude whole armor and all. In return I feel Jedi, like they're right? straight up carnivores. Yeah, car- they're carnivores. They got to be. Yeah. If you know, write us at Star Wars Brothers Podcast at gmail.com and let us know. Are Rancors carnivores? <laughs> All right. Uh, I don't know what to say. John, I, I, as soon as this episode started giving us Wrecker's head ache stuff, though, I thought about your comment oh, last yeah. week because that was not something that stood out to me. Like I saw it, but I didn't think that much of it. I was like, oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, John was right. This is where they're going with that. So, yeah. And it was the, you know, the very next episode, right? No, no, I guess we were still two away before he finally lost it. But we had two in a row where he was holding on to his head and headaches. Yeah. Yeah. It was revealed that that was where they were going the next episode, right? Because he started saying, good soldiers follow orders, but it didn't actually click until episode seven. So, how about Rafa and Trace? Were y'all did y'all recognize them immediately, or did it take you a minute? Oh yeah, the voice you did your way immediately. Oh okay, all right. Took me a minute. I was uh, I was hoping it was them when I first okay, yeah. But I you know I wasn't hundred percent sure till I saw their you know outfits, their yellow jumpsuits or whatever it is. Sure, but I was hoping that was a because I love all that crossover stuff, right? I do too. And I think that's what's really made these several episodes actually, I would say made them from just being okay to really enjoyable in the sense that there is that crossover. There's these tie-ins. If you know, if you know the clone wars, if you know, um, you know, the original trilogy with Jabba's right hand man that comes to get the baby ring. I mean, there's all these little things, right. Characters that they threw in. And that to me was what really took these episodes to the next level. It is the thrust of what Star Wars is attempting to capture under Disney's reign, right? I mean, everything is about cameos. Yeah. Even, even Grogu. Grogu is a baby version of Yoda. Because we already love Yoda, they know we're going to love Grogu, right? Um, there's uh the boba fett like boba fett's everybody's favorite character and we don't know anything about him so they're just like well let's do it let's just do everything boba fett right yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> let's do the mandalorian which is basically boba fett even though it's not boba fett right he's wearing mandalorian armor yeah. and and then there's boba fett he's another version of this boba fett and uh uh there's there's a lot less originality and a lot more just cameos and i'm fine with it <laughs> yep I like it. I'm okay with it. I know that's what they're doing. They've even literally gone to the extent where they have said that they think fans are really going to love the cameos they do in the new Ahsoka trilogy and in yeah. Obi Wan. Like they're th- that's like their main like 
try to get you excited is just say, oh, you just wait for these cameos. Oh, I hope <laughs> like so. Instead of, well, instead of being like, we're going to tell this awesome original story, it's get ready for the cameos. And that has been true since okay. episode seven. Episode seven was a cameo movie, right? Yeah. It was, let's just get our get the old actors. Everybody really wants to see reprise okay. their roles and get them to reprise their roles. And I'm okay with it. <laughs> okay with it. I, like I it. don't know why I'm okay yeah. with it. Some ways I kind of wish they would, you know, ease I, up a little bit know. and give us some good original stories. But that said, you know, wait for the Obi-Wan show to start. <laughs> so I've anyway. seen a lot of stuff on, again, we're off, but I've seen a lot of things like, hopefully the opening scene is this. And it has like Obi-Wan, Obi-Wan <laughs> with, and then it's all these different cameos. One of them, I saw Obi-Wan and Quinlan. Uh, oh, together, like yeah, uh, Obi Wan and Jar Jar. Like, okay, you know, just yeah, throw some crazy right. stuff in there. Yeah, Luke is watching Lego Droid Tales. Yeah, so disrespectful to Jar Jar. Yeah, he shows up for oh, literally two <laughs> seconds. He hops up, appears. Uh, R two D two shocks him out into space. He flies out into space, and then they blow him up. And that's all you see him during the series. I hope that's the opening so of Obi Wan. So oh, rude. Like <laughs> Jar Jar. All right. Where were we? Rancor. Oh, I wanted to mention this too. No, we're past the Rancor. <laughs> we're way past the Rancor. Um, <laughs> so, a couple things about this this episode where they go to this droid factory. It was really cool to me in part because I am currently reading. Well, not I, I'm done with it. I finished the Tarkin novel. Um, it was all audiobook and it was very like technical, strategic, like some, you know, a lot of just military type jargon stuff that was hard for me to always know what was happening because my focus wasn't super connected to it the whole time I was listening, if that makes sense. So I was a little lost sometimes is basically what I'm saying, but I got the gist of it. And one thing that was cool about that was that the people that were opposing Tarkin Invader. And again, this is quite a while after even the stuff that we're seeing, um, you know, more than a decade, I think from, from that point. Um, one of the things that, that they did was they had an old like droid ship come up and send old droid fighters after them. And, and it was like, Whoa, we haven't seen these things in forever was their reaction. It was like the, the reaction of the empire, uh, all the empire people to it, because it was like these, and I think they called them antique droid fighters that, that were being used against them. And so I just thought that was neat in light of this episode where you're seeing the factory where they're systematically destroying all of the droid resources, right? They've served their purpose. They're done, but there's going to be little bits and pieces of them left all over the galaxy that in the Tarkin novel came into play. So I thought that was pretty cool to see here as well some cohesion between this this novel i decided to randomly read um and then corelli is han solo's planet did y'all know that the planet where they are at is han solo's planet it's just kind of that where solo starts pretty sure that's right it is i think yeah yeah that's a random connection but um but I, i don't know how i I must have read something about it or something. I don't know when I was looking up something else to do with the episode. I I just happened across that little factoid and thought it was pretty cool. I remember his ship at some point being referred to as Carillion. 
So that's right. Yeah. Well, maybe I hadn't accepted it. Maybe it's just the origin of his ship and not his home planet, but uh, I don't know. Not sure. Okay. Um, anything else on this one that y'all want to look at? I mean, I was just really happy to see the droids come back for what? 10 seconds. That was, yeah, yeah. that was great. I mean, just the, the general confusion they had, that was perfect clone wars. Like what? We're back. All right. I guess we shoot. You know, like it was so, it was just perfect just to see how they captured that um, original essence. A little bit sad to me, almost like it, it was like, Oh, these droids are so worthless now, you know? Yeah. yeah. And droids in the star Wars universe, you know, they don't have like human feelings, but they're more human like than robots in our universe, right? So to it's just only see this droid from Solo could have been there to deliberate them all. Oh my word. Oh, you're the one that likes that show. <laughs> I do love Solo. <laughs> that scene is not my favorite. <laughs> that moment is not great. No. Um, okay. How excited were you when Rex shows up? I was super excited. Yep. Yeah, like like eight to eight to nine out of ten for me excitement level when Rex pops in. I was just like, here we go. This is what I want. Awesome. All about yeah. the cameos. In the the little standoff there. Yeah, right uh, at the beginning. It was pretty awesome. When he realizes yeah. they had the chip. Where he's in like the head. about he's to like, grab his gun and yeah, I like that. You guys are dangerous. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Uh-huh. And there was some mystery when he left too about all right, who exactly is he working for? Yeah. Right. Is he working for himself? Is he working for somebody else? Like is, is he, he leading a resistance, resistance here or what? Saw Guerrero? What? You know, I don't sure. Yeah, Saul. Maybe Saul has to do with this. We know he's connected with the the yellow jumpsuit girls. Rafe. Right? Yeah. Rafe. yeah, we do know uh, that. Rafa. Not Ray, and- but yeah. We do Who's know there's Rafe? a connection there. Who's Rafe? It's Rafe. Trace and no, Rafa. but Rafe is something. Trace. Rafe. Trace. From, oh, Rafe's from Uncharted. Yeah, Rafe is the villain in four. I just finished <laughs> playing Uncharted four. I was like, who's Rafe? Oh. Like, yeah, Rafa and uh, who'd you say the other one was? Trace. Trace. Yeah, Trace and Rafa. Yeah, yeah. So we know they're connected. Clearly right? implied. Sure. And that would have been some time after the Ahsoka thing as well, right? I mean, we're yeah. We're uh, at least, you know, I don't know how, I don't know how long after though. This seems like we're pretty close, right? No, it'd be a while. Cause that was, that was well before order 66 that Ahsoka was booted out of the Jedi yeah. order. So mm. maybe a couple months. Yeah. It wasn't, it wasn't super long before. Cause she came yeah. back and had her own, you know, clone force and stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. I don't know. Anyway. <sighs> Yeah, I don't have a whole lot to say about this one besides that. Um, I thought it was silly. They needed to go find a medical facility within the body of an old destroyer. I didn't I didn't get why. Like, surely there's medical equipment so, in other places that could have done the same thing. This is a weird, weird yeah, place no. to go for that. That's where he was when his was done, right? So he knew they had the equipment on that ship. It was kind I of guess silly. So. Um he would have been familiar with that, you know. Yeah, clones aren't unable to be like, let's just look up where we can find that same medical equipment, right? It. Yeah, just 
search the hall in it, you know? Right. I don't know if that's what it's called, but anyway. Um, Do you like this episode, Drew? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, it was fun seeing Wrecker go crazy. and Yeah. Because we knew it was going to happen after the last, for John saw it before, but for sure, when he hit his head hard the last episode, and he started talking about orders or um, soldiers following orders. We knew right. it was bound to happen. Yep. So, well, I couldn't help but think about your choice for Frodo uh, during this, John, because one of your reasonings was we use Crosshair because he'll follow orders. Wrecker makes it pretty clear the re- that the reason why he's acting like that is solely because of his chip. It has nothing to do with we his don't own know that. We, we do not know that about Crosshair. Oh, we do okay. not know that that is solely the reason he is following orders. Well, they even said it about him in the first episode. They were they like, this isn't the like only you. reason. Why do you right. care about following orders? They were like, what? What is What is this? All of a sudden, now you care about orders? You know? Yeah. Hey, Frodo, uh, all you've cared about is living in little green grounds on the ground. Why do you care about <laughs> destroying the ring? All right. All right. <laughs> I can go on. Uh, I am glad. <laughs> <laughs> I am glad that they saved him uh, as much as I, I don't dislike Wrecker, but he's still not my favorite. Um, but it was, it was, you notice they like did the thing with him and Omega becoming really good friends and making Wrecker yeah. obviously really care about it. very intentional, not just because it would make it more emotional for us, but I think because they wanted us to see the chip is not like influencing them. It's controlling them. Yeah. They, they don't have the ability to not do what the chip says. Uh, Rex gave that information pretty clearly. And then the, the very, the fact that Wrecker would literally go try to kill Omega, who he deeply cares about at this point. Right. Uh, makes it very clear that the chip is what's controlling all of the clones. Um, and, and they are not to blame for their own actions here. Basically they are victims um, mm-hmm. of all of this. So, okay. And then that, that final episode, I have very little to say about this final episode, um, but I did really like it. It's, there was a ton of cool stuff that went on. Um, yes. I loved the whole cat and mouse where crosshair was going after him and he outsmarted him and made him think he was going to go one way. And then he ended up going the other when they were trying to escape him. Um, uh, like them setting charges and blowing the engine off and, and crosshair being like, what the, what are they doing? You know, I liked the, uh, liked the Cad Bane yeah. moment where he pops up um, and takes advantage of a vulnerability um, as, as a very formidable Western, you know, standoff opponent. He's a quick draw, right? Um, yep. Which we also saw in Book of Boba Fett. And was really cool. Re- really, really liked that moment. Uh, but there was nothing like it was just all cool. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't really have anything bad to say. No. Was there any negative that y'all saw in this episode at all, or were you just pretty, pretty positive on it, like I was? Um, I thought it was one of the better episodes so far, actually. Just easily the best was. of these four, right? Yeah. Yeah. The, uh, it, it was fun. The, I mean, that, that's it, you said it was cool. It was fun. There was like silly moments. What was it? Record through the proton torpedo. I mean, it like again, oh, yeah, that was comedic cool. relief. So right. there's you have that the Cad Bane appearance, um, but it's still furthering the story in a meaningful way. So it was all good. Right. Yeah. That was a that was a cool moment. I didn't think about that being humorous, but it kind of is. 
he's, he's super excited about getting this proton torpedo and, you know, proton torpedo can do some damage. And he literally just uses it like a rock. That <laughs> has a flamethrower. So like like, oh, well, here, take that. He just throws at the guy. He didn't shoot a proton or a torpedo at him. He just throws it at him. It. Very funny. So, okay, cool. Yeah, like at the, uh, the, the scenes of the, the fighting, right, um, were really good. The, the blaster fire back and forth it, yeah. and the running around. Absolutely. It looked really cool the whole time. Mm-hmm. The ships so, flying in, the lighting of everything. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, they did a great job with it. Absolutely. I liked how yeah, you see nice. stormtroopers, right, like fighting against clones. I thought that was pretty cool. Now, of course, they're altered clones, but this was not clones. I thought these were clones. clones. It wasn't they clones were, on clones? No, even from the voices of them. Some of them were oh, female. Oh, I, I missed that. Okay. And uh, and so it was not all clones, and they were in Stormtrooper okay. armor. Um, gotcha. I missed that completely. Yeah. That's cool. And so I thought that was neat, because, you know, the whole purpose of, the, of, of a lot of what they're doing is to show that clones aren't as good, right? That right. We've got this and then again, we don't need clones. this group of clones is... Yep, taking on all of these stormtroopers and outsmarting right. them. Yeah. So. Yeah. Okay. Why do you think Omega is so important to the Kaminoans? She's their Grogu. I don't know. <laughs> well, we'll find out. I guess there's no really indicator on, on why, but yeah, um, that's the big mystery right now, right? I think. Uh, What'd y'all yeah, think I mean, of the bow? I liked it. I liked it a lot, actually. Yeah, it's a cool, unique weapon. Um, I liked them showing kind of how she had to get used to it. Um, I liked how she acquired it. Um, it was from the Zygerian slavers. She just yep. picked it up and kind of messed around with it. And then it was like, hey, I kind of like this thing. And then they were like, okay, well, if you like it, learn how to use it. And I like, yeah, I like the whole, the whole bow mechanic there. And she looks cool with the bow. I mean, it's, it's good. I'm a big bow guy anyway, bow and arrow guy anyway. And it's nice to see somebody besides Chewbacca have a nonsensical bow-based weapon. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. I mean, nonsensical, I think, is the word. Like when you have blasters everywhere and then you have like this bow that fires. (laughs) This basically looks like the same thing that a blaster fires. Right. Again, in my mind, though, like the further you draw this bow back, the more powerful the blast, right? Mm -hmm. I don't know if that's if that's truly it, but yeah, in my mind, that was kind of the point of the bow is that, you know, you could shoot these things off real fast or you can really draw back and have a powerful blaster. Yeah. It's a cool weapon. Maybe not, but I thought that that aspect of it was kind of neat. Did you like it overall, John, or did you have mixed feelings about it? No, I liked it. Um, Okay. I did. I was just curious what y'all thought. Yeah. Okay. That's more indifferent. Going back to your original thought from earlier, the the Mandalorian individual, the lady who works at the docks, her name, the actress's name is Amy Sidaris. Whereas Sid, you might actually know Sid, Rhea Perlman. Or Re Rhea Perlman. She was in Cheers. She was the little scrappy bartender. Hmm. No, I never watched Cheers. Okay. Mm -mm. 
a little bit before my time. I never went back. Hmm. It was like not old enough to be on Nick at night, but old enough to where unless it were on something like Nick at night, I wouldn't know it. So uh, maybe it was on Nick at night. I don't ever remember watching Cheers. <laughs> it might be now if Nick at night's still a thing. Nick at night now. I don't think Nick at night's a thing anymore. <laughs> Nick at night when I was growing up was like um, Andy and I dream, I dream of Jeannie, Jeannie Andy yeah. Griffith, Dick Van Dyke. Dick Van Dyke, yep. Um, seems like there was one other Bewitched on there all the time. Bewitched. Bewitched was the other one. Yeah. It was like TG TGIF. Y'all remember TGIF? Yeah. That was like ABC. TGIF was another like here, let's get four franchises that all sort of cohere to a similar yeah. and appeal to a similar demographic. And when I was growing up, TGIF was Boy Meets World, Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Which really is kind of funny because those sort of parallel Dick Van Dyke and like the like Bewitched or something, right? Yeah. Uh, Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Um, oh, what were the other two? Oh, one was Teen Angel. I'm sure that show didn't last long, but when I was in junior high, that was on the TGI Friday <laughs> list. And I remember liking it. I don't remember what the fourth one was, but anyway. All right. Anything else about this? chunk so give me give me your take on the bad batch overall the series overall are you liking it are you not liking it let's do like an out of 10 ranking of of the bad batch since we're halfway through first half first half i'm going to give it a i'm gonna give it a seven okay that's what i'm giving it yeah i've been enjoying it uh the last few episodes have definitely been more enjoyable and now i I really feel like they have a a hold on the story and the characters, and I like the direction it's going. Okay, cool. So, John. yeah, I'm, I'm around, I don't know. I may not be quite at a seven. I may be more at a six. I like okay. it. I like the, yeah. the stuff that, you know, the connections. It'll go up if if I learn of some larger impact to the Star Wars mm, universe. Absolutely. And I think for me, it might even go down if there isn't one, because right. I'm kind of assuming there will be. Right. And that's so that's why it's not higher for me right now is, hey, it's going to be fun. But if the, if it ends with like, I don't know, like and them they all live happily planet, ever after. Right. It's yeah. them all on a planet, else. Like, uh, There's no greater applications here. Right. Oh, and, you know, they're, they're all just like sitting in rocking chairs watching Omega play. Like mm-hmm. in the end, it's, it's on a, you know. <laughs> that's going to bring it down. Absolutely. It's like, right. what was the I'm point of like, any uh, of that? Yeah. <laughs> right. Wrecker, like playing with her and, you know, right. and that's, yeah. that's, that's what I'm afraid of. I'm afraid yeah. I don't there's think. not going to be a good tie in. Just like, uh, let's tell I a would, fun story about this crew with a bunch of cameos and leave it at that. Yeah. I would rather them all like die for a noble reason than to yes. have some stupid ending. Get us some right? Rogue One action in there. Something them. like that. Rogue One. Right. Yeah. Although, I mean, Rogue they One all is died by to... episode four, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. So it's fine. So. Uh, yeah. So that's where all I'm, right. I'm let's it, it'll it'll go up if there's a uh, overall large tie in well, I think we've been recording long enough. We're gonna we're gonna skip on ranking the altered clones, and we'll do that again next week. I don't know okay. that our rankings will have changed that much this week, anyway. Um, unless y'all want, is there any significant shifts in your feelings about the altered clones at this point, or do you feel pretty much the same as you did before? No, Omega's gone up a little bit. I'm starting to like okay. her more than I did. 
previously. No, I would agree with that. I'd agree with that. Um, all right. Well, Will Smith canceled. Um, so sorry about that. Uh, but but I'll I'll reach out and I'll see if anybody else might be available for for a future interview. Oh, um, uh, I haven't done that yet. But, but just he didn't give a reason. Or did you cancel mm-hmm. him because of his actions? <sighs> I really didn't want to go there. <laughs> <laughs> I can't controversial to have him on right now. I canceled. Yeah. <laughs> you know, more just that. I, uh, <laughs> sometimes we joke around on this show a little bit and yeah. I didn't want to get whatever the zoom version of that might be. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> he got in, he got in one little fight and he got scared. And, uh, oh, that's good. <laughs> that's good. Uh, okay. <laughs> right. I want to email us. Send us an email to Star Wars Brothers Podcast at gmail.com. Oh, oh no, 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 no. Wait. Before we end, I've got it. We haven't done jokes in a long time. How do you get Darth Vader to come to your birthday party? You pay them off. <laughs> pay them off? Like Moff Tarkin? Like yeah. Gideon? Yeah. Yeah. Um, pay them off. You pay them off. <laughs> uh, because a reason think about it. You won't be able to pay Darth Vader off, right? But you can pay them off. You can cor- the moths are corruptible, right? And uh, moths have influence over Darth Vader. So I thought it was a really good joke. Let me tell you how that came to be. That's an original joke. Um, we were sitting at a Toby Mac concert uh, earlier this week. Saw them at Epcot. Cool show. Um, and uh, sitting with with Jeff Hubbard, Drew. Mm-hmm. I don't know if his last name is probably okay. Um, and I guess we give our last names, right? So, yeah, that's fine. That's fine. Anyway, I'm sitting. I'm sitting with Jeff and. Somebody said, I don't even remember the context, but pay them off is what they said. And when they said that, I heard pay them off. Like I, I knew what they were saying, mm-hmm. but I'm reading the story about Tarkin. It's top of mind for me. And I was like, oh, pay them off, you know? And I mentioned that I thought about that phrase in that way to Jeff. And I was like, there's a joke in there somewhere. I don't know what it is, but there's a good joke. And then he came up with it just like out of the blue. How do you get Darth Vader to come to your birthday party? I was like, that's perfect. That's a perfect joke. It's so hard to find good Star Wars jokes. And uh, and it felt really good to invent half of one. <laughs> so uh, good with jokes. So. so we're working on another one. We're working on another one. I came up with another good punchline. I just don't have the, I don't have the question. Um, I don't have the joke part, like the, the start of it. I just have the, the punchline. So stay tuned because Jeff is thinking about it. He's going to okay. come up. I, I have confidence. He'll what? come up with another good question for it. So if, if we're telling jokes, I've got one okay. that's not original. Let's hear it. That's okay. fine. Let's what did it. the Rancor say after he ate the Wookiee? <gasps> oh, I don't know. I like where this mm, is going. Chewy. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, very nice. <sighs> that's good. All right. Email us. And thanks for listening. Oh, wait, one more thing. <laughs> no, we got an email. We have an email. I got to read this email. Uh-oh. I'm telling you to email us. I'm promising we're going to read. Is this a recent email? Emails on the show. 
<coughs> more recent than the email I got from Alex or Alec or whoever it was that I mentioned yeah. last week with that, you know, interview service. This is a real one. Um, uh, hi, everybody. This is your monthly reminder that, as always, we will once again be hosting two free. Wait, oh, wait, that's not. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I was another spam thing i don't know maybe it's from podbean i don't know tyler boyd (laughs) writes us again tyler's that cousin of course please clean up your act i thought star wars brothers was a family show i was listening with my son who's in kindergarten oh no discussing your top episodes and bottom episodes he started laughing to himself (laughs) and said dad did you hear what they said they were talking about bottoms <laughs> from that point on. Every time you said the word bottom, he would laugh and say, they said bottom again. <laughs> so please clean up your language. Don't talk about anyone's bottom episodes ever again. Sincerely a concerned father. So content warning for you, Tyler, because uh, the password, if anybody wants to try to hack us, you can do it. Um, the that would password be so to get cool. Into- if somebody acts <laughs> in the middle acts. of our podcast, do it. See if you can get in. Uh, we will so the password say <laughs> <laughs> the uh, the password to get into our episodes is but. And we were actually joking tonight about how we should have made it bottom just to be more appropriate, you know. So, but so yeah, if you want to hack our uh, hack our feed. Um, I got rid of the waiting room, but Zoom required that I have some sort of security in place. I guess, you know, they don't want to, they probably don't want some kids to be on a Zoom call and some predator to show up or something, right? Yeah. And they have a whole lawsuit on their hand, right? So like, we got to do something. So they required I do something to prevent somebody from coming straight in. And, and I opted for a password so I don't have to do the waiting room approval thing. So password is but if you want to join, if you can figure out when we're podcasting and and whatever else we need to figure out to be a part of it. Uh, we'd love to have you. <laughs> Come on. Let's, let's yeah. do it. That would be so cool. <laughs> I'm not going to give you any more information than that. So, Especially if it's one of our international listeners. Then we, oh, be so right. Awesome. That would be, be cool. We might not be able to understand what you're saying. That's okay. But, Come on. Anyway. They're listening to an English podcast. <laughs> they probably know English, right? They know Star Wars, probably. <laughs> they know Star Wars. That's that all that matters. That's yeah. all that matters. I mean, if you know Star Wars, just the make universal sound language. Right? We'll know what you're saying, you know? <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and thanks for listening. <laughs>